0: Compound to run for the rest of life. I've got two here.
1: What's Mrs. Crossland One. doing right now? Is she running?
0: No, Footy's having a wank. Oh, Fuddy. Hey, back it in.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by TrueNutrition.com. You could use our code advices. Uh, uh, for some additional savings, and thank you to uh, True Nutrition for, uh, for supporting the podcast because God knows we can't monetize this on YouTube, Dave. There's, uh, there's no way.
0: You told me that start a podcast for you and I'd be a millionaire.
1: In weeks, right?
0: <clears throat> and all I've got is grief.
1: Okay, guys, so there's a couple notes that I have here to start. Uh, before we get started, I did want to tell you that it's uh, somebody's birthday this week. Is it? Do you know whose birthday it is this week, Dave? Hoodies. <laughs> no, it's not Fuddy's birthday. It's Dave Crossland's uh-huh. birthday, guys, so uh nice I, as much as uh as much as uh it pains me to say, Dave, happy birthday to you and I hope that you have a nice week and all that.
0: Where's my card?
1: <sighs> also, I wanted to make everybody. Where's aware. my card
0: and where's my present? I wanted
1: to make everybody aware that uh, Dave and I had some exchanges on social media this morning. He was not pleasant to me, so if you do send some tension through the program today, now you know why. I just wanted to squash that out the gate. How are you doing, man? Uh, okay. Where's my card and my present? They're in the mail. UK know. COVID, all you that stuff. It's going to take a.
0: You haven't got my address.
1: It's. I do actually. I do because you sent really? me a package, so technically I do have your address still.
0: Uh, See, I send you things
1: Okay, let's get this thing rolling We're going to lose all of our four (laughs) listeners now Um, So we do have a plan, guys The plan today is we do have some drugs in the news We're going to start with after that, we're going to go to our steroid profile of the week. We're going to go for the low-hanging low, hang, low hanging fruit. We've got Deanna Ball, which is, I think, like the most classic, easy-to-do steroid there ever was. Dave's got some historical stuff on that. And then we have a bunch of listener questions. Plus, we're going to catch up on uh, all the comments from last week's episode. Dave, we did get a lot of good comments uh, last week. And after hearing everybody's feedback on Trust Alone, a.k.a. Mint, dude, I'm kind of I'm feeling like I want to run a little mint now for my off-season growth plan. Junkie. I'm thinking low. Somebody said they run like 75 milligrams a week and that that works for them. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, um, 70, 50, 50 twice a week, 53 times. Depends if you're running Nth or acetate, don't it? But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I've seen some, some people have some really nice. I think it's one of them drugs you start trying to push the dose and you're going to really hit some problems very quickly where if you keep it sensible, 50, 75 mg, two, three times a week, um, you'll probably find yourself getting on with it very, very well.
1: But let's move on Take
0: though.
1: I'm going to get this, this thing rolling because I think people are going to be uh, waiting for okay. the actual topics. Um, for starters, we have steroids in the news now who is this guy dave uh a, a a gladiator uh who went by the name warrior is it, see like this is a different group of gladiators I think than we had in the u s
0: yeah we we had a, we had a, basically we had a spin-off english version of gladiators it was very popular as well only for a uh... I don't know how many seasons they rang, but for a short period of time, it was incredibly popular.
1: Okay. So this dude was, was pretty um, jacked. <laughs> Looks like Mike, well, uh, Mike yeah, I mean, Aherin. Aherin Is that how you say his name, I think?
0: I, I'm not actually sure, but, you know, back in the day, for somebody on TV, the bodybuilder, the, yeah, he, you know, he was a big lad, definitely.
1: He he was caught with, like, two grocery bags or something like that, full of steroids, uh, and this was a couple of years ago. It's just coming out to 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 light again now. It's back in the news. He's 59 years old. It says found with a, a Tesco Tesco bags full of steroids and CS spray canisters. I did not know what CS spray was. I I looked it up. I guess that that's like tear gas or pepper spray stuff like that. That's, I've never heard it referred spray, yeah. to. Is that legal in the in the UK?
0: It, no, it's it's Glacier's firearms over here.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah, it's Glostus Firearms over here. Huh. Um so it is it is quite a serious charge to get caught with CS gas now.
1: Okay. So the dude I don't get this. Explain this to me. He was caught with two grocery bags full of steroids plus the C S right. spray. They decided not to pursue the steroid charges. You had like a personal relationship in this story, uh, business-wise, right? Well, tell me about that. Yeah, this
0: has been going. This has been going on for a very long time. Um, now, Mike approached me asking me if I'd do his defense case for the steroid element of his case, and he did tell me that it was quite a complex case. And there was organized crime involvement, and that was making up a bigger part of the case. Now, my understanding is that they didn't initially raid him because of steroids. They raided him part of an ongoing investigation into other parties, which he was involved with, and then they discovered the steroids. Okay. So the steroids were never the primary part of the case. The primary part of the case was the organized crime element. And this was, this could have been as long as three, maybe even four years ago when I originally spoke to the planning place, but obviously there was, nothing could be done until he was formally charged. And then didn't hear anything, good 18 months, maybe even longer passed, and I just dropped by the wayside, because they do. Uh, And then I got a contact from the police asking me if I could do the case for them. Okay. And I explained that I'd already spoke to Mike, so I was very familiar with the case anyway, and I'd have to speak to Mike and give him first refusal yeah. if he wanted me to still defend him. Um, and then the next thing I hear before anything's done about that is, oh, don't worry about it, we're not bothering with the steroids. All right, fine, fair enough. And, uh, and the case steroids. pretty much got left left on the shelf for about a year.
1: huh?
0: Um, and then I got another phone call, from someone who I actually know, um, saying, would I pick the case up again for the police? And I told them the same thing. I'd need to speak, i need to try and make contact with Mike and see what he was wanting to do regards defence. Yeah. Uh, and he, that, that officer alluded to the fact that the case had sort of been left there unfinished and they were now under a great deal of pressure to finalise it. Mm. It'd been going on too long and it needed dealing with. Now, Mike had told me that there were all sorts of problems. He'd had death threats. He'd had all sorts of issues with... And from what I could understand is Mike had a gym, Mike sold a bit of gear, and then he got involved with some people uh, who were a bit probably higher level than he realised. Everything went a bit peak on, and, and it all got a bit nasty. Hmm. Um, and then from what I understand is the steroids that were seized were destroyed, Um And they just focused on the criminal organization side of the case, which was what he was originally being looked at for and and not the steroids. And the steroid bit was dropped by the wayside.
1: That's so weird. Yeah. And that's what I see is it looks like what I'm hearing now is it says on Thursday, a judge ordered the steroids uh, to be destroyed. So that's like just the new update is after all this time, uh, that was 2018 in January when that initially happened. Uh, now they 're just deciding they 're going to destroy the steroids there's there 's nothing going on with that. Uh, I did see some other stuff like I saw another news article where he was approached by four men. They had a knife uh, Those guys all went to jail They were threatening to to stab him in the throat and stuff so if they, they said you know if you don 't pay us the money. We're ran a stab you in the throat
0: it, it, yeah it's somewhat to do with the guys that invested money either in something mike was doing or something a friend of mike's was doing i'm not quite sure on the details of that wow um and so it was all a bit messy to get the steroid element of the case from my understanding is there was a fair chunk there okay uh, huh. and it could, have, it could have a bit of time um I mean, as always, you know, when you speak to people, and everybody's the same. Yeah. Um, was there a lot? Oh no, there was just a little bit. It was just personal.
1: It was just personal. <laughs> and it was use? like,
0: well, I always two carrier bags, personal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone <laughs> tends to do that. You you get used to it after a while, and you you just end up saying, "Look, I'll just wait till evidence pack comes in." Yeah. And white then what what the situation is. But he's this has dragged on for a very long time. Um and I know it's probably been a huge weight on him um mm. in regards to you know, getting to the end of it. So now it's finally done and dusted. Um I, I'm sure and move on from it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully he's uh he's also paid back the mob, you know.
0: Well, I'm not too sure the debt was even his. I, I think no. the debt was a friend of his. He, but he, as he he was involved in the introduction, they felt, well, they go for the person who's got the money, don't they?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you've got, you know, if you've lent someone, if I say to you, oh, look, this is my mate. He's opening a gym. Can you lend him 50K? And you lend him 50K? Yeah. And you know the gym's failed and you know he's got no money, but you think I've got money. You're not going to bother chasing him. You're going to chase me. Yeah. Yeah. And I a scenario, you know, they, they felt that Mike had a shitload of money, so they were going to go after him for the brass.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Well, hopefully he's all right. Uh, let's move on because we also have our uh, steroid profile of the week. And this week, it was by Dave's decision that we are going to cover Diana Ball.
0: I'm, I'm not picking loaf through, it is just at the end of the day the most popular oral and and it just makes sense to get it done and out of the way yeah we're going to do all
1: the good ones first and then we're going to run out of options you know what i mean
0: well i i mean i I actually had a thought for doing pgf2a and i thought well that's quite exotic so no one's probably ever fucking used it um and i thought no let's just stick to something nice and simple and basic that everybody will have experienced at some point
1: let me ask this guys uh leave us a comment let us know what steroid profile you want us to do next. I kind of wanted to do Halo. I didn't even tell Dave because there's no arguing with Dave. We'll
0: Dave do says, Halo next week then.
1: Well, well, let's let the audience pick. Not you. You're not in charge of this. All right. Them. I know. This is I about, know I'm not in charge this this is the, not about, regular. this. It's about the audience, Dave. This is not about us. All right. Now tell me about the <laughs> Ball. Do it swiftly,
0: please. Right. So there's a lovely story behind the annabal involving a Dr. John Ziegler. Yes. Now, the story goes that John coached the American weightlifting team and that at the World Championships held in New York, that the Russians wiped the floor with the Yanks. And John supposedly took the coach out, got him pissed and discovered that they were all using testosterone. And that, um, but the, the coach also said that um, some of them were suffering severe health side effects from using test. And so John set about to come up with a, a, a steroid for the weightlifting team. And the story goes that he worked on the um, on the drug and he came up with Dianabol. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the other version of this, which is probably a lot more truthful. Is that uh, Dianabol was originally released by Seber in 1958, which Swiss, Swiss uh, pharmaceutical company, and it was was developed by I think it was about four or five different scientists, and and they weren't these weren't lightweights. I mean uh, I know a couple of these guys were Nobel Peace Prize winners. Hmm. Um, but Seber did give it to John so that he could trial it with some weightlifters. Okay. Um, now, there is a story that John was already experimenting with some athletes with test propionate at that point. Uh, and that he then. So, John's involvement really is that he introduced Diana Ball to America. I think on a larger scale, that what happened historically at this point was the start of sports doping wars this to me is 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 the sort of pivotal point where we start to see coaches actively pursuing drug protocols for their athletes in order for them to compete at a high level
1: well the, the other guys from what we heard they were using testosterone right
0: the russians were yeah but the americans weren't really using many anything
1: yeah so that was our our answer to the testosterone. yeah so
0: the- John, John supposedly had experimented a little bit with Test Prop with a few athletes, but it wasn't broad spectrum, it wasn't any sort of level of whole scale. Yeah. Um, when he tried with D-Ball, he initially tried it, I believe, with four athletes, uh, but it rapidly became popular and more and more athletes started using it. Because now, John it worked was so up, well.
1: You yeah. know? yeah
0: uh and, and it was i think the other thing was it was just so easy it was just a tablet there's no messing around with needles and injections and all this crap yeah you works just took this tablet.
1: works right away um, so. dude if you were if you were that coach and you wanted to get people stronger for weightlifting what would you pick a shot of test probe or some d-ball
0: probably go d-ball yeah. i would too probably man i would I mean, I'd probably got a different drug, to be honest, but it, at the time and what was available, yeah, probably yeah. Devo. Yeah, me too. And it, it just exploded. Um, it massively exploded. Now, John went full circle. I mean, when he originally started out, he was, you know, exper- literally experimenting with drugs and athletes. Literally try this see what it does. Yeah. Um, but by the end of it, he was campaigning for the banning of drugs in sports. Really? So he went know. He went full 360. Well, 180, you should have said, yeah. Huh. Uh, and he became very vocal. Uh, and I think John had looked at it from a very much a scientific point of view and a medical point of view. You know, minimum dose, small amount, just enough to get the results you need. Um, but as, as you, as we well know, if one is good, then ten is fucking awesome. Yes. Um, you know that every user's motto, isn't it? Up it, take more. Um, and he was. From what I understand, that he, this this disturbed him greatly. That very rapidly, these drugs were getting abused. They, they were taking the ten mill and ten milligram was the dosing he was using initially.
1: Hmm.
0: Who do you know runs ten milligram of ball
1: Yeah, well, my first cycle yeah. was fifteen milligrams for four weeks, and it's kind of like how much I had. I was like, well, if I split yeah. this up, you know, I could do. And, I mean, I did really good with it. Obviously, I'm not saying, like, oh, everybody should do that. That's all you need. Like, obviously, I'd use more since then. But, like, I did pretty damn good at 15, you know?
0: You've you've got a cheek calling that a cycle. A what? You've got a cheek to call that a cycle.
1: What do you mean? What does that mean?
0: 15 milligrams for four weeks, and you're claiming that's a cycle.
1: Dude, I put on, like, 20 pounds, and I kept 10
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a cycle four weeks at 15 milligrams that's all i
1: had man i had uh and it was those Naposin, those little Naposin d balls they were five milligrams i had enough i could take three of them a day and after and i'll tell you what man after 10 days i was like holy shit this is crazy and and, you know four weeks in i the next cycle i did test and d ball together and it was like an eight week cycle And that was mind-blowing by comparison. Like, it it was a lot better. And I think I took the D-ball higher, like 25. But, yeah, that was good, man. 15 milligrams of D-ball, that was it. Maybe it was good. I mean, as a drug... It it was good D-ball, you know.
0: Well, you know, I mean, as a drug itself, it's a solid little compound that that people tend to... I think now people almost tend to avoid it because of its simplicity and, and its... It's age of exposure. It's like, oh, that's old school stuff, in it, D-Ball? No, no, you want, you know, they want something new. They want something modern. They want something cutting edge. Yeah. And, and they look at D-Ball as, you know, a 70s drug that no one really uses anymore and that sort of shit, when it's an absolutely spot-on solid little compound. Dude, plus... I mean, obviously, it does aromatize, yeah. So, you, you know, you, you are going to see estrogen. It might not be astronomical. That's going to be very much down to, to dose. Uh, but for an old school off season, solid compound, I don't think you can go far wrong with ball. It's simple, but it's simple to manage. It's simple to use. And it just does what it says on the tin.
1: Now I'll tell you what I've noticed over time now, oral seem to affect my appetite more now than they did. did. yeah, Yeah. Years ago. I'm wondering, you know, it's like maybe I'm just getting older. I don't tolerate it as well. That kind of thing. But I loved the effect of D-ball, but now if I take it, my appetite starts getting suppressed after just a few days.
0: I mean, that's a problem with any oral, isn't it? You're always going to run the risk of of, of upsetting your stomach and ending up with some appetite suppression, which ends up making it sort of counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's not. I, I, I think unfairly, D-ball gets pushed to one side in favor of more complex or mm-hmm. more modern drugs and i and i I don't think it's fair because it's lasted the state of time yeah because it it does what it says yeah and it does it well
1: i would go as far as to say that it is it maybe it's not like i would say that it's it's like one of the better bulking compounds out there i really would i mean i i would personally Mm -hmm. probably go to like deca or eq personally Something that was like more of a long-acting injectable that you could run for a longer period of time. But D-ball, it's like, it's it's no joke. It's the real deal, you know? I think people dose it too high, though, nowadays, mm. you know? Really? I mean, it used to be, like I was saying, those 5-milligram tablets. Now you see 10s and 20s, 50s. Mm. You know, they're strong, man. Yeah. People, people who are just doing their first cycle think that you need to take 50 D-ball a day, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's common now for a thirst cycle to be anywhere between 30 and 60 mega a day.
1: Yeah, and 60 ben that's no joke. I mean, that's,
0: well, which is one of the reasons why it's got a reputation for aromatizing so hard, because people do rung it fairly high. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and they underestimate, because of it's so well-known and it, it's so old-school, they underestimate, actually, you know, this is a potent little drug. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's got plenty of kick he's got plenty of kick
1: yeah no kidding what you drinking there
0: I am drinking a cup of tea
1: of course you made are with
0: Yorkshire tea made with Yorkshire water
1: Yorkshire water Yorkshire water what does that mean
0: that's the stuff that comes out of the tap
1: but why, are you, why did you get water from Yorkshire
0: because I live in Yorkshire oh you do Yes.
1: I didn't realise that.
0: Yes. I live in the county of West Yorkshire, so my water is Yorkshire water.
1: Maybe if I looked at that label on that shipping package, I would have known that, huh?
0: Yeah. How would you still have a shipping package from something I sent you ages ago? Don't you tidy up, you scruffy little oik.
1: I have uh, it's the it's the tube that the picture's in. I wanna when I frame no, uh, it, I wanna do it right. I'm not gonna just put haven't it Haven't on... you framed it yet? Well I figured Okay, I may just put it up on the refrigerator for a few weeks. On the front. You know where everybody can see it.
0: So I send you a gift. Quite a beautiful gift. And you can't even make the effort to get a frame for it. I think that No, but you can go buy a new dumbbell, can't you? Yeah, that's important.
1: Listen, I think that the front of the refrigerator is a honorable place. Everybody who walked through the kitchen will see it there.
0: Uh, only if you use the ABC magnets to stick it up with.
1: I don't have those, but
0: ah. I do have tape. I do have tape. I thought every American fridge had alphabetic magnets on them.
1: I think if you have kids, maybe I don't have kids.
0: Oh, well, maybe you need kids.
1: That's a whole other podcast, Dave. <laughs> Anything I'll else?
0: send you one of mine. You can have one of mine for free. <laughs> Anything else we should uh, what,
1: What's the important stuff? Well, we're talking about D-Ball. Let's see. So, uh, uh, gyno, you know, all the estrogen side effects, it does highly yeah. convert. So, gyno, acne, oily skin. It's very well, fast acting. Skin. How? Let me ask you this. How long does it take to kick in? A newbie is going to want to know that.
0: No, I always get mixed up with the half-life. It's four hours or nine hours. So, it's it is a half-life. very fast... Yeah. It's a fast acting drug. Um I mean you could take this pre workout and you would feel an effect in the workout. There's no denying that.
1: Maybe I should do that today.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Get dig some out. Get dig some old school out. Go old school today. See what I have I on want my tub you, over there. I want you some short lycra shorts. You can do that. With a big baggy.
1: High blood pressure. That's one that I got.
0: that's estrogen based generally speaking isn't it you know if you've got high estrogen you're going to get high blood pressure
1: and if you're holding like 30 pounds of fluid you know
0: yeah so again estrogen based um so i mean the main the main things with it are estrogen or appetite suppressant because like with all orals, it's it's going through the stomach and obviously you're going to see liver enzymes raise um it's not a liver killer in any way shape or form but it is going to stress the liver you are going to see elevated enzymes it's just part of the course of running an oral just be sensible don't go on 20 week oral cycles
1: that's a good point hey what's going on guys thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media and thank you to our great sponsor truenutrition.com for making this all possible truenutrition.com is owned by dante trudel the creator of dc training he wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price high quality protein powders just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors plus health and performance supplements check them out truenutrition.com and hey if you use our code advices you directly support our podcasting thanks guys let's get Back to the program. All right. Well, in that case, let's move on. We've got a bunch of listener questions. Um, I wanted to mention first uh, the feedback we got on the uh, the YouTube from the last week. If anybody has any questions they want to add to the show, feel free to post them up at the YouTube feed. Um, so somebody did ask about ment. Can it ruin your ability to have kids? That's what they've heard. Really, I mean, I guess we could say that's true with any steroid, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. Um, I, I think that's probably come from the fact that it, it is a, a effectively generally regarded as a stronger version of testosterone. But it, its its implication on fertility is going to be the same as Dren, Decker, yeah. anything like that.
1: The episode on DHB, uh, a guy had, uh, this is his, his YouTube handle, is Cool Dude. He uh, He mentioned that I had said that uh, kind of the, the cost or the, the risk to benefit of DHB can be off because it can be so painful. He said, what about doing it as a topical? How about a topical DHB?
0: Um, absorption rate on topicals is shit. Bioavailability is shit.
1: You need a lot of raw hormone then, right?
0: <clears throat> you're going to need a lot, and you're going to be blathering a lot of cream on nah. It's just, it, it it's, it's a highly inefficient way to introduce hormones to the body yeah um yeah but it's like driving your car in first gear everywhere you go it will get you there but jesus christ you're gonna burn some fuel to do it it's just not worth it uh
1: one of our listeners barry he had a funny story because somebody had asked us about sources last week and he said that uh he got involved with some source on uh facebook and the guy told him that he was like a bodybuilder and all of this and One day, he accidentally sent Barry a picture of himself with his girlfriend, and he was like this little skinny Mexican kid. (laughs) He wasn't even who he claimed to be.
0: I I know a dealer. I'm going to tell you a story now. I know a dealer that invented somebody. So, created a profile for them, got a phone number for them, uh, and he acted as this other party's employee yeah so what he used to do is he'd be with somebody and he'd give somebody the other phone and ask them to ring him then he'd pretend he was having a conversation with the made-up person yeah and okay he developed he developed this whole imaginary friend that everybody thought that this guy ran, ran was the seller, and that this other guy was just a little go-between. So and his, his idea and his theory was that if it ever went to shit, everybody would say, oh, well, so-and-so runs it all. Yeah. And all roads would lead to nobody, and he would just be the insignificant runner that just did the grunt work and get off the next couple call. Yeah. Huh. But he went to a real length of... You know getting people to ring him when he was with other people and or and, and answering mm-hmm. it as if it was this guy ringing him and even conversations on facebook between two profiles so it looked wow. like they were talking via facebook and all sorts he really went to town on creating this, third, this this invisible person wow
1: it sounds kind of like the message boards you know there was there was all sorts of people who had fake profiles and multiple profiles on the message boards people claiming that they were someone they weren't you know so it's not it's nothing new right
0: yeah but generally that was so that that person could support them in saying that the gear they were selling yeah. was good
1: <laughs> yes yeah you know, he didn't
0: use it in that way he just used it to create this the
1: scapegoat this really.
0: imaginary figure of a scapegoat yeah 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 uh, so that there was somebody above him in the, in in the, the the pecking order
1: that's funny uh, we had another question from the uh, the YouTube last week. Uh, are long esters safer than short esters, such as like in the case with Trent? Are you blowing kisses at me, Dave, right now? Because that's kind of weird. I mean, I'm okay with that. You're I. There's nothing wrong with that stuff, but I'm just not not my thing. I'm just gonna throw that out there to you. It's
0: be... not that the messages you send me and the pictures you send me don't actually match with what you just said, young man. <laughs> my lips,
1: my my lips say one thing, but my my text say another, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. your cock picture says another. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. So, yeah. mig for mig off the label, you're going to get more compound with a fast actor. And you're going to get a harder hit. So that being said, you could experience sides very rapidly and they could be quite harsh. Yeah. Having said that, if you do get bad size, it's three days step away and job's done. Yes. With a long-eyed though, it builds up more slowly. So in general, your body has time to adapt. It doesn't get this sudden smack in the face of what this compound is. It takes a long time to get out. So if you have problems, you could be two, three weeks suffering with those problems before they eventually go. And obviously the longer you suffer, for example, say something like anxiety off trend, if you take trend acetate and, and two days later, you're like, fuck, I'm a paranoid fuck, you stop. The chances are that paranoia is not going to have any lasting effect or any long-term issues. Yeah. But if you run three, four weeks of, of trend that develops anxiety you could quite easily have ongoing anxiety for an extended period of time afterwards. Yeah. Um, anxiety is one of those things that once it's established, it, it is very difficult to get rid of, even if the trigger that caused it's been removed. So I don't think you can particularly say one is safer than the other because they, they have their separate advantages and disadvantages. Okay. For example, it's much easier to run higher doses with long actin esters than it is with fast-acting esters. Generally, you will feel like arse oh, if you try and run high doses with fast-acting esters.
1: Health-wise, though, is there any benefits to? <clears throat> I don't think or there's any
0: particular benefit or, or, or negative. It's the same it, it's drug, the same, right? Uh, yeah, it's effectively the same drug. Speed of influx of hormone can have a stronger repulsive reaction. Yeah, um, it's like one of the things that causes test flu is the immune response because the hormone spikes so quickly. Where if it came in more gradually, you probably wouldn't get the same response. So, you can create side just from running fast esters, but like I say, you get out of it much quicker as well. Um, so I don't think there's a clear this one's better than that one. With this, I think it's a case of certain drugs will suit certain people for certain environments better than other esters will
1: yeah all right well let's see as i pull up our questions for this week i also wanted to let everybody know about dave's background he was dave was having a rough day yesterday and i wanted to cheer him up so i sent him this uh this picture you can see it in its entirety here i uh i texted that over to him and he really connected to it he thanked me and uh I made the suggestion that he put this up as his background, which apparently he thought was a great idea, so we agree on something for once. Hang in there. I don't, I don't remember thanking you. You thanked me, and you cried. Did you I? you told me oh, how much okay. that meant to you. Did I? Yeah, all those things happened, guys. All of them.
0: Oh, okay. Um, would, you, would you like to read the conversation out that we had over this picture?
1: I don't want to embarrass you. I, uh... <laughs> Instead, I will go to our, our questions for the week. This week we have, and we're over at the group, so if you guys haven't joined the Advices Radio Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Uh, or feel free to post up over at the YouTube feed. Uh, leave us comments over there. We're happy to pick questions. Um, best supplements or tips for health and wellness post-cycle for things such as high glucose from bulking, lipid panel, and organ health. He adds, um, what do you take, what do you do, what do you take or do on cycle to control blood pressure as well?
0: Mm. Lipids, biggest concern with lipids is HDL. Um, If your LDL's fucked, then stop eating shit, you fat twat. Um, So, Krill oil, citrus pergamot would be my two mainstays for managing HDL. But it's not something I'd look at repairing post-cycle. It's something I'd be very conscious about managing throughout cycle. Okay, yeah. Um, post-cycle, I suppose really most health supplements that we run, we want to be running them during the cycle. It's not just something you put in post. So stuff like TUDCA, NAC. All for for liver support, astralogus, liposomal glutathione for kidney support uh, are all good compounds, but, you know, I'd be looking at those during cycle, particularly if I was running something like Trent. Um, I'm seeing more and more interesting results from people that are using Trent.
1: What do you mean by Interesting.
0: Uh, generally speaking, people that are on any sort of decent dose of trend for any sort of decent period of time that shows huge elevation in CK, we're talking inflammation markets in the 5,000. Wow. Uh, it generally shows a, a, a noticeable reduction in kidney function. Mm. Uh, um, HCRP is usually quite elevated as well. So there's all the information markers of the body are all sort of poof, lighting up like Christmas trees when you're on trend. Huh.
1: Um, the opposite of health, so basically.
0: I, yes. So I, I think I think when it comes to, to it shouldn't be off cycle management. It should be management, Period. health management throughout. Um, but one thing that you can do post cycle is EDTA.
1: EDTA.
0: Now, EDTA attaches to heavy metals. Okay. Heavy metals are contaminants in steroids, um, in in UGL steroids. They're there. We can't get rid of them. One of the reasons why labs use magsters is is to try and remove some of the heavy metals. Um, So EDTA chelate will literally latch onto the heavy metals and draw it out of the body.
1: Does it have any negative so, side effects? Does it like pull a positive? Like does it take iron with it or, you know, anything like that? No.
0: No. Not not in anything of any concerning levels, no.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Um Yep. So that would be a post cycle thing that you would look to do in, but most of the things sort of kidney and liver support should be getting run on cycle anyway. Um, you know, you should be aware of where these markers are and where you need your management Uh, The one thing that I see in 90% of the blood work that we do is very poor HDL
1: Yeah, I dude my HDL is not that great. It's something I've battled to bring up You know, I even took carterine for I think it was six eight weeks to see if it would bring it up and it did It brought me from like 26 to 38 but it also elevated my liver enzymes. And, and who's to say that it really fixed anything, you know? Just because your number improves, it doesn't improve uh, mortality rates. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, no, but HDL is definitely something you want to be taking a very active. And it's the one thing that a lot of people overlook because yes. oh, it's just cholesterol. Yeah, it's just cholesterol. Yeah. But it's actually, you know... Pissing about with your HDL now in your 20s and 30s could be setting you up for problems in your 40s and 50s. So totally agree. I would, I would be very conscious of HDL. Um, people tend to focus on the big stuff like liver and kidneys, and it's like, though, yes, you do need to. The liver is actually incredibly robust, uh, and the cases of, of liver cancer from anabolic steroid abuse annually worldwide are yeah. single digits. Hmm. You know, your liver, and I'm not saying we should just hammer the shit out of our livers and not support them. No, we shouldn't. But the, we, we spend a lot of time, and we sort of grown up in usage. Look after your liver. Look after your liver. Look after your liver. When actually what's becoming more apparent now is it's It's look after your kidneys. Yeah, yeah. Your liver's not so bad. That that can cope with quite a lot of shit, actually.
1: Yeah. How many people, nasty. how many bodybuilders are dying of liver failure Compared to going on dialysis, I've, I've and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying either of them are good or but I, I just feel like Personally, I've heard of a lot more people that need to go on dialysis
0: I generally because we go out with a blood fan and obviously when we do the blood van, We do a high concentration of blood tests in a short period of time in an area. Yeah <clears throat> It's rare. We'll do a, a decent day in the blood fan and not get at least one set of bloods that I've got concerned about kidney functioning mm. We did one last week and there was four. Uh, now that's not to say that they've got kidney problems, just that you know what, you need to have a look at this, and dig in a bit deeper and see and just make sure, because obviously EGFR is only an estimation, it isn't a true reflection, and our lifestyles of using high protein, using cre- uh, creatine as a supplement, is always gonna cause problems when it comes to medial and kidney function.
1: But well, that and the, um, the blood pressure is a big part too, right? Yeah, blood
0: pressure has a huge impact on kidney damage. Um, Trend has a huge impact on kidney function. Mm. I'm not sure at this point how permanent that effect is. So when you get with kidneys, you get a kidney injury and you get kidney damage. Kidney damage is permanent. It's, it's done. It doesn't repair. It doesn't get better. If you've damaged your kidneys, they're damaged. That's it. It's not like your liver. You damage your liver, your liver will sort itself out, give it enough time. Kidneys doesn't happen. But you can get a kidney injury, yeah, which is more of a short-term loss of function within the kidneys. Um, So I'm I'm starting to really watch with with the bloods we do on trend users to see if we're seeing a pattern of degradation in the kidneys or if we're just seeing a short-term drop in kidney function. Okay. Um, and it's going to take time I mean it's going to take a year or two before I'll have enough data to sort of be able to come up with any decent hypothesis of what's actually happening there. But, uh, I, I suspect that it is going to lead to long-term loss of kidney function to some degree.
1: He also asked about, um, what do you take on cycle to control blood pressure? We also had another question that, that tied right into this, so I'll throw them both out. Uh, it was at the beginning of the show Corey Wright asked uh, any advice on lowering blood pressure and he adds uh, is it always high hematocrit which no that's not the case if donating uh, how do you keep uh, from crashing your ferritin I guess we'll get back to that but just in general for managing blood pressure what do you say Dave I'll tell you that for me my blood pressure had always been good off cycle and while not pushing really hard then, while putting on a lot of weight, when well, like when I was at my heaviest, my blood pressure got high. I actually used a prescribed blood pressure medication that my doctor gave me. I don't need to take it for the rest of my life, but it's something I used for you know a period of time while I needed it. I don't need it anymore though. But I got that through my doctor. I wouldn't recommend just running out and. Well, fighting What
0: what medication?
1: I was using a low dose of what lisinopril. medication was that? Lisinopril. Before uh, that, I was using a, It's
0: what. Rama pills are very popular over here. Okay. And um, blood pressure. First thing is try and prevent it in the first place by stuff like managing estrogen correctly, looking at your good choices, doing cardio, yes. making sure you're cardiovascularly fit, yeah. uh, taking care of your health in your heart with heart fitness. So not just and I'm, when was, this is the thing is when you say doing cardio people think oh i'm just going to stand on a treadmill for 30 minutes and trudge along like it's the <laughs> slowest day in a year no we're talking conditioning work so that that's multi-level uh explosive list all of the whole everything you know every aspect of cardio thrown into a session where at certain points you're working really hard at other points you're coasting but that's how you improve your heart health and your blood pressure physically. Yeah, shit, but it needs to be done. Um, supplement-wide, uh, I know beetroot has a huge influence on blood pressure. Um, I believe Cialis helps to, yes, uh, to yeah. a large extent as well. Um, I know the strong system max is, is very good at lowering blood pressure, that's a very effective and I'm sure there's there'll no doubt be a supplement needs version that's, that's probably very similar as well that, that brings blood pressure down. Um, but there's a lot you can do to preempt it uh, and, and keep on top of it. And the other thing is, if you've got high blood pressure, then surely that's something of an indicator that you need to back off, change what you're doing or change your cycle. But I think one of the first things that's going to help with blood pressure is physical fitness. And I'm not talking about gym fitness. I'm talking about cardiovascular fitness, you know, conditioning. I think if you get that on point, you'll find that your blood pressure is much easier to control. Obviously, body fat levels will influence blood pressure as well. So the leaner you are, you're going to have a better a better strike with, with blood pressure too.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that also kind of ties in, too, to some other stuff you said, like, you know, coming off a cycle. Uh, you, you know, a lot of times if you are bulking, if you've been pushing the food, that's going to uh, mess up your, your, he said, high dealing with high glucose. So insulin sensitivity issues. Um, if you're eating a lot of food, if you're on steroids, steroids can affect your uh, your insulin sensitivity. So I think that doing cardio is something that's going to help all of that. You know, it's going to help what you're talking about. It's going to help with your insulin sensitivity.
0: I I would argue that if you've got glucose levels that are medically elevated, that you're doing something quite wrong. Hmm. I don't think a bulk should have glucose levels at such a level that it's medically
1: notable how about less than optimal though let's get you know yeah right. i think yeah, you are no, right. yeah i think you're right at the end though. of a big
0: bulk you're gonna be desensitized so yeah i'd expect the cbg running a little bit higher
1: little but i agree it shouldn't be like
0: it shouldn't be getting into the 12s and 15s and shit like that, that yeah. Yeah. you know there's something else going on then if you're looking at those levels or you really are mismanaging how you're dieting
1: yeah, yeah. growth hormone maybe yeah to a degree yeah, well, I haven't really story. had issues with it with GH but I haven't run it really high yet for a long time either
0: uh, interesting I, I saw something the other day actually I didn't get a chance to read it properly that was stating that MK677 7, 7 categorically did not cause insulin resistance
1: you're kidding me because I feel like that's got to be not right
0: yeah, I I didn't get a chance to look into the study huh. to see how viable it was and how you know it was a pile of shit or not, but it was just a headline that flashed. Of, oh, I need to go back to that and have a look at that.
1: If you do, if you if you do <coughs> go back to it, do me a favor, send that to me. I want to take a look at that one too.
0: Okay.
1: Let's see what else do we have here. I'll Try to power through some of this stuff. Um, most toxic oral. If you could only use test and one other compound for life, oh, it looks like he's got a couple questions here. Uh, what would it be, and why? Uh, can be intramuscular or oral. Realistically, how does anyone that actually has put on any real mass in their lifting life gone through a couple of all? Well, I'll leave that part out. You've
0: lost me, I <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I was there looks like there's three questions. So most toxic oral and if you could only run tests in one other compound, what would it be?
0: Most toxic oral would probably be Emtran.
1: That's what somebody guessed, Omar Hurtada. Omar Hurtada, you win a prize of some type. Dave's gonna come to your birthday party uh and he is going to bring a pony with him.
0: Uh, I would have said, uh, yeah, I would have said M because M that. One, yeah. I'll
1: go with you. i go with you on that.
0: Um, compound to run for the rest of life. I've got two here.
1: What's Mrs. Cross doing right now? Is she
0: running? No, Fuddy's having a wank.
1: Oh, funny. Hey! Back it in! <laughs>
0: Dirty boy! Hey! <laughs> Come here um <laughs> i'd uh i'd probably say if i was looking at a compound for the single compound i'd pick for size uh, and development i'd go deca yep, if sure. i was looking at a compound for longevity i'd go primo
1: primo yeah yeah i mean you could grow with primo too like better than nothing yeah. you know yeah, right? yeah.
0: But if you were looking for something of what compound would you pick that's going to give you the best balance of growth against toxicity to the body, I'd have said Decker. If you were looking at what I could run for the next 70 years, then I'd say Prima.
1: Okay, I don't know what this compound is. Any experience with Telmisotran. Telmisotran. I don't know a huge amount
0: about this red Um, red blood
1: count and so it's look for what does it do for lowering red blood count and hematocrit a few coaches I follow have stated that this uh, is one of the other one of the medications that their clients use uh, if they are on PEDs I've seen people post studies showing that it lowers red blood count and hematocrit but haven't heard any real world experience
0: I haven't seen any studies. I don't know anyone that uses it. I know it's a blood pressure medication. Okay. Um, I know it affects, um, oh God, God. God. it it blocks, it's an agonist, it blocks a receptor. Um, And I know it's got something to do with um, insulin and glucose uptake. Okay. because so it's, it's used for in diabetics as well. Hmm. So it blocks a type one receptor. Okay. Uh, and it, it it also acts as a modulator on the PPAR, which obviously affects the metabolism as glucose. Um, beyond that, I can't tell you anything else. I'm afraid. Okay. So, I yes. Ask- I. I Go on. I was gonna the say, one I, thing I will yeah. say about it is there's some nasty side effects linked to it. Oh really? Like what? Um, um Ah sorry. Um blah, 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 blah. AFibs. So um, irregular heartbeat, fast heartbeat, low heartbeat. Uh, there's um, uh, edemas swelling of feet and hands, stuff like that. And there's some very severe allergic reactions, so this, this is labelled as a drug that can cause death. Oh. Huh. Now, my understanding is that those cases are extremely rare. Yeah. As in very, very, very rare.
1: Yeah.
0: But it is actually marked uh, as, as a compound that um, if you have an allergic reaction to it, it, it can quite readily kill you. Okay. Um you can't take it with stuff like um anti inflammatories.
1: Oh, okay. Wow.
0: So you you need to leave it alone if you're on anti inflammatories. Uh and you've got to be very careful if your kidney function is not one hundred percent on on game. Huh. But uh I'm not sure how it would affect um thick blood. So I'll need to have a look at that. I mean, I know IP6 is shown to be quite promising in, in management of thick blood as well.
1: Yeah, I've started that now. I'll see how it goes. I, I only started it maybe... Watch, if... what,
0: what's your iron?
1: My iron? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah keep, I will.
0: Keep it tight on your iron, because it, it's particularly bad for Legion iron is is IP6. So keep it tight on your iron. The other thing IP6 doesn't do is lower platelet count. Okay, yeah. So you're though you're going to lower hemat- hematocrit and you're going to lower hemoglobin you're still going to have very elevated platelets huh, okay. so your blood clotting capability is still going to be high
1: good super clotting abilities
0: so well just throwing some aspirin
1: yeah okay yeah
0: just throwing some aspirin uh
1: no. i asked victoria about this stuff and she said she hadn't seen anybody real world experience either though she has seen the research that it can reduce red blood count and platelet. So uh, glutamine for uh, glutamine to improve insulin sensitivity. that was something I was not familiar with, but it appears that it technically can. From what I'm seeing uh, and then I once again I was talking to Victoria about this just now, it can possibly in some people reduce inflammation and by reducing if you can reduce your entire systemic inflammation, then your insulin sensitivity can improve so there's that
0: yeah glutamine's used quite a lot in iv infusions for information is along really? with yeah along with glutathione but definitely yeah and glutamine obviously reduces stomach inflammation we already know that because it's one of the reasons we take it is to improve our stomach function um but yeah there's i've seen quite a few iv fusions and when i first started looking at them i was like oh why have they got glutamine in that and then upon further reading it was like oh right i didn't realize it had such a Systemic effect on, on, on information.
1: Okay um, She also noted that There's been a few studies to show that it can induce insulin resistance So a mixed bag of sorts with different underlying
0: mechanisms you got to be careful with this stuff as well because We get a lot of this where oh it's been shown to but you've got to be able to apply what that's shown to actually relates to in real-world terms Yeah, so I've used this example a lot because I like it, and it's a really good example. Novodex has been shown to lower IGF one. Okay. In real world terms, it has a fuck all effect on your progress. Yeah. It's negligible. It doesn't. It's not even worth mentioning. And this is where you got to be a little bit careful because, that you know, when a compound shows that it may possibly have this effect, it may too. Yeah, in a lab it may, but in real life, in real world with someone who's eating and training and everything else that we do, right. it could be that that real world impact is is not really worth the the expense or the time and effort you're doing to supplement with that product. So yeah. you've got to be a little bit careful when you look at studies as to how they relate in real time. To its actual impact on a person. Well,
1: in some of these studies, from what I understand, <laughs> we're, we're done with like special populations like diabetics. So, mm. you know, they could have a very different response than, than you were. Very I. different
0: response, yeah. Very yeah. different
1: response. We've got a couple more here. Uh, Rob Taylor, uh, doing a cycle of 600 tests, 300 EQ per week, and trend at 300 per week. I have not run trend uh, for cycles longer than 10 weeks. Um, with a break, uh, I am in off season clean bulk wanting to be like Scott and 25 pounds, uh, and 25 pounds heavier, um, was told if diet was not on point trend can be used as a cutting and as a mass building asset. Is this true? Um, have been staying away from DECA as I have a tendency to become Mr. Moonface. What's your thoughts? Also, keep in mind, Rob is a, a little bit of an older guy. Um, I want to say he's at least in his 50s, maybe 60.
0: That read to me like, can I use trend to cover up my shit diet?
1: Oh, but he said his, he's eating clean. He said clean, bulking. I was told it's that. Just it, that
0: he, men- he, he mentions that trend can be used to cover up poor diet.
1: Did he? No, I think he yeah. said, uh, was told that if mm-hmm. diet is on point, it can be good for mass or for cutting.
0: Ah, sorry, I misheard. I, I thought it, it, it was if <laughs> diet was shit, it can be used to, to sort of if, cover that if up. I, if um, it's all
1: the time, can I still grow on trend?
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> fucking plenty try it. Um,. So we really need to have this conversation when it comes to Trent?
1: Look at Dave is disappearing. His cat is in front of you now, Dave. Your cat's in front of you. Do you see that? Oh, there's Dave. He's back.
0: Yeah, it's weird how it sets the image.
1: Um, you like the cat better than you, though, so that's all right. In fact, I think we'll just do the can show you like use this. Trent just gonna, yes. We'll just put this cat right there for the whole show. This is much better. All right, okay. go ahead. Continue, Dave. Right. Okay. Can you use
0: training in a bulk? Yes. Would I advise it? No. Um, I just think the drug's too toxic. Um, to me, your bulk should be health-driven, low-impacting drugs when it comes to stress, and and, and plenty of good, healthy food, and plenty of good old-school heavy training.
1: Low stress. But,
0: yeah. yeah, plenty of people do use it in a bulk, and and are quite successful with doing so. How
1: about three hundred train? For a guy let's say, 60?
0: It's... It, I don't want to sound ageist, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. I'm not far off those ages myself these days, but...
1: We were um, 60, you're 60 this week, aren't you? At that age,
0: I would be looking more to supportive drugs than I would drugs that are going to be harsh. So... If you're getting moon face of Deca then that would suggest to me that your diet isn't as on point as you might think it is. Um, as an older gentleman, Decker is a much more supportive drug in the sense of joint support, anti-inflammation and all that sort of stuff, and is effectively the exact opposite of all that. Um, a lot depends on are you a, a 40-year-old, 60-year-old, or are you a 60-year-old, 60-year-old? um you know i mean i have a client who's 56 that will blow most 40 year olds out of the water both in in condition and dedication but also in athletic performance so it very much depends on you as an individual as to where you are with that and you've just got to be honest with yourself yeah um 10 week yeah i mean plenty of people can run 10 10 week a trainer not have any problems it's just down to how well you tolerate it and 300 isn't particularly a harsh dose but i would recommend that if you're going to do that that because of age that you do get bloodstone um sort of four to six weeks in and see how things are shaping up
1: yeah i would personally think that this is a a hefty cycle you know it's it's a it's a decent program here for a guy who's like you know a non-competitor we'll say recreational bodybuilder trying to make progress and i would say it's the trend is to me it's a little bit on the strong side i really I really do I, you know as now that I'm saying as I'm aging you know in my 40s, I'm seeing that my hematocrit tends to rise faster, so being on EQ, I think that's another reason to maybe check your labs halfway in, uh, but the, the trend I might even go if you really had to do it, I really feel it's such a strong compound 200 milligrams would be plenty. I really wouldn't go all the way to three personally that'd be my suggestion.
0: I was going to say, it all depends on how much on point other things are, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's do the one more. more. On point. Okay. We got James Hayes here. Stop it. No.
1: He learned that behavior from you. You realize that, Dave. You're his parent. You're the one, you're the one who teaches him how to behave in public stuff. <laughs> 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 Well, taking a small daily dose of Cialis, ten to fifteen milligrams, cause ED issues. Once you discontinue using it, considering you're using it in place of expense of an expensive pump pre-workout, um, I've also heard it has other health benefits as well.
0: It does. And know you shouldn't experience any ED difficulty post Cialis use, and yes, it, it does have a lot of other health benefits, including heart health and lowering blood pressure and. Etcetera,
1: cetera, et cetera, et cetera. stuff.
0: You know, that's a health benefit, kind of.
1: Well, yeah, I suppose so. Uh,
0: it depends on much pressure you're under to perform, doesn't it?
1: Anything here in the live feed? Uh, anyone ever mix LGD with D-Ball? This was back when we were talking about D-Ball. We don't really mix LGD with it. Like, we don't do LGD a lot, do we, Dave? No. Not LGD no. people. No. Um... Let's see. Anything else we should cover here? Trust alone rules.
0: Oh, Ooh. Uh, I yeah. forgot to say something. And I, I knew I'd thought of something, and I, I knew I'd, and then I just completely forgot. Yeah. We were talking about Telly Smith sarton thingy, weren't we? Yes. Yes.
1: That's exactly how you what
0: it. I. What I didn't say is it's believed to be a viable alternative to Cardarine. Oh no,
1: kidding. Hmm. Okay, for in what respect? I
0: have no idea. Uh, That was as far as it got when I had a chance to have a look at it. So (laughs) I honestly don't know. (laughs) I need to have a bigger dig.
1: (laughs) I've heard glutamine can help with hunger in diet prep. Also makes muscles look fuller on low calories. Wonder if that's true.
0: To some degree, but um, I've never understood this. Uh, if you're competitive, then your goal is to present the best package you can on the day you're on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So anything prior to that isn't really important as such because that's not the end package you're delivering.
1: Instagram, Dave. Yeah. Three words Instagram.
0: Because you see a lot of people very focused on, oh, well, I want to stay full and I want to do this and I want to that. And I've never understood that. If your end goal is that and just focus on that, why would you adulterate that process by trying to do or be something else as you proceed towards that?
1: Well, at the end of the day, amino acid, it is going to be a calorie. You could say that. You know, it is. You know?
0: Well I don't I don't think it's gonna make any negative impact on dieting. It was just more a case of if you're dieting for a show, wouldn't you just surely just concentrate on dieting for the show and give a foot what you look like and you stand on stage?
1: I have some glutamine here. I wonder if I should start messing with it just to see how, what what it does. I dude, I've never been able to stay I'm gonna be honest, I've never been able to stay consistent with glutamine. I've even said, Oh, I'll take it with my meals for how to help digestion, blah 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 and then three months later I've still got that I probably still have a tub from like five years ago, you know?
0: Am I right in thinking that if you take glutamine too high, you actually reduce protein synthesis? For well, I don't know. I'm sure. You're sure of it. I'm sure. If yeah, I'm. I'm. Something in the back of my head is really nagging that if you took glutamine too high, you could actually reduce protein synthesis.
1: Let's make a note. Let's dig into that one for the next show. Just to be sure, Corey Wright asked. uh Did I miss the ferritin answer? We didn't answer you, Corey. That's so you didn't miss anything. (laughs) That's what happened there. We forgot. (coughs) Scott's fault. So
0: so unprofessional.
1: If you do. So, no. First of all, back to his question. High blood pressure. It is not always caused by high hematocrit. You can have all sorts of reasons. Just taking an androgen alone can be stimulating to your central nervous system. Trend. For instance, can give you high blood pressure for no other reason. Nothing changes that we talked about. D ball today that could give you high blood pressure from increasing your estrogen and then increasing fluid retention. So high fluid, gaining a lot of water weight, that can make high blood pressure. Yes, having high hematocrit can affect your blood pressure, uh, but it's not the only reason. Uh, and then he asked if donating it can it can it can you keep from crashing ferritin?
0: I'd be very surprised if you did crash ferritin while donating. Yeah. Ferritin is your iron storage capability. Okay. So uh, you have your iron level, then you have your ferritin, and your ferritin is your iron storage capability, and then your TIBC is your estimated total iron storage capability. Okay. So your ferritin reading is in a – remember this right. Your ferritin reading is in a percentage. So it will show how much of your iron is currently being stored. Um, But I've – haven't seen anyone have issues with ferritin when they've done reasonable sensible levels of bloodline
1: I mean mine's fine, I could see it happening, but mine's fine, and I've been donating under under doctor supervision now I've had to go in once every four weeks for the last three or four months. mine's not too low yet
0: no, and I mean even the hematoomarosis patients
1: my dad for instance he's one
0: they they don't often get very low ferritin
1: well i mean that's their now goal you, is to lower it
0: they yeah but high. you could you could, yeah but they don't usually get it into problematic ranges now you could and these these guys can be let in daily you know every 3 days weekly and you could argue well yeah but they've got a medical condition that's driving the values up right? yeah they have but, you, but you're taking a drug that's driving your values up true so, you know, you you can relate to that more than you realize.
1: And it, I don't think it's going to happen after one bloodletting. You'd have to do this time and again. So you can always, I mean, if you're going to do, they, they they check my values every time I, you know, every time I go in and, and bloodlet. So you would know. You,
0: you, you'd have to do it in rapid succession as well.
1: Yeah. So if
0: you did a bloodlet once a month, you're going to struggle to lower 30. And you'd have to be doing it weekly in order to really start to get on top of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, therapeutically, you can let once a month with no problem whatsoever.
1: There you go. So what are you doing for your birthday, Dave? Nothing. Just nothing. You want to have a birthday podcast party where we we bring in all your friends and
0: stuff? I haven't got any friends.
1: Well, that's what I mean, like just me.
0: I can make little cardboard cutouts and pretend they're friends and sort of stick them all on the wall behind me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we could do that. We could bring, uh, bring Fuddy, uh, in, me and you and Fuddy. In,
0: in in all honesty, we're going to Edinburgh for a couple of days at the end of the month. Oh,
1: nice. What's, Go, Edinburgh?
0: C- c- what's Edinburgh?
1: Yeah, what's Edinburgh?
0: Edinburgh is the capital city of Scotland. Even you know that, Scotland. don't play them.
1: But Scotland.
0: Mm, okay, like, we're not going there. We're not. We're just not playing these games today. <laughs> um, but that's, my daughter's birthday's 4th of October, so that's sort of a joint thing. Nice. nice. Um, my wife said today, she goes, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I, I quite honestly don't want to do anything. I, I'm just not bothered. I'm quite happy to just let it slip by. Um, Pretend it's like been it didn't a, happen. A shit, It's been a shit year for several things, and I'm quite happy just to just get through it, yeah. You know?
1: hmm. That's why I sent Dave the cat, guys. Well, let's bring that back up here for everyone to see. A little nice little reminder for everyone to hang in there, baby. Dave, hang in there, baby.
0: I am doing. I am doing. Nah, there's plenty worse than me, mate. Plenty worse off than me. I'm all right. Just got a bit tired now and again, that's all.
1: Well, you need a break. You need to go to Edinburgh in Scotland, wherever that is.
0: I need to go away in my camper, but I can't because none of the fucking campsites are open. Or if they are, they're fully booked and I can't get in. Oh,
1: it. shit. Just pull that thing over to the side of the road.
0: Well, yeah. Um, my good lady gets a bit nervous when we start doing shit like that. She doesn't like it. <laughs>
1: I want to interview her about your driving after this trip. Oh, you're not taking the camper, are you?
0: No, I actually think she's driving. I think she said she was going to drive up. Oh, wow. All right. Well, guys,
1: check out uh, check out the e buses if you see them driving around. Just flag one down.
0: though so. You know what? Talking about that, I, I don't know how it works in the States. But in the UK, we have a, a motorway network, which is similar to your freeway network. Okay. But there's different rules and regulations on, on what can go on motorways. So only certain vehicles, like under 50cc motorbikes, aren't allowed on motorways. Learners sure. aren't allowed on motorways. Yeah. So it's a similar sort of thing. And, and as they are high-speed route connections, they have service stations rather than just a, a gas station at the side of the road. Okay. So you'll have a slip road exit into a, a dedicated area that has fuel and meals and usually a little hotel as well and everything. And oh, yeah. Every 15, 20 miles down the road. Bookers. Well, we, uh, we did a <laughs> We, we went to Wales on Saturday in the bus. Uh, we ended up meeting somebody in a service station at the side of the M1 to do a blood and an IV infusion on the way down. You're kidding. It was just oh. really mad. Parked in a car park, giving a service out to someone at a motorway service station. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it was actually. When you think about it, it was quite cool that we could just pull up and do that if somebody wants us to.
1: Yeah. On the road. No kidding. Well, Dave, we hope you have a great birthday. Uh, And uh, for anybody who is watching, we are talking about eval. If you're in the UK, Dave does uh, bloodletting, lab testing, all that stuff. And uh, now Dave's a certified phlebotomist himself. So if you uh, go there, he may actually poke you. But you could ask for his wife. I'd ask for his wife personally. She's
0: really I good. I would as well. Yeah, she's really good. I would. she's bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, of course, check out our sponsor, truenutrition.com. Guys, thank you always, as always, for, for watching the shows and everything. We appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. And um, it's cool to see the program you know, growing and everything. So, Dave, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks a lot.
0: Take care, my friend.